0: find new ways to become even more innovative in how we lead our people, how we operate, to how we grow our businesses, to how we serve our customers. Together we want to share strategies and tools that can make the industry thrive long-term, not just survive.
1: We cater for a demand that is ever-evolving. We help diners to feel seen in their own needs. And preferences which gives obviously to the hospitality sector a great asset to be ready for any challenge that they're gonna need to face.
0: This is Ludovica Di Pieri. She is the founder and CEO of Reveal My Food and they help restaurants and diners making eating out more safe by helping creating total transparency around allergy and, nutrition. and in this conversation, we talk about the power of the platform Reveal My Food provides and what it actually can do both for restaurants and diners. We dive into the trends around the importance of having transparency around your allergens and nutritional information, even before there's a made a decision going to your restaurants. We also talk about the power of getting this right and the massive revenue and loyalty opportunity there is in this for restaurant and food service operators. We dive into the biggest challenges of our industry and how they can be solved now and what opportunities there is within them. She also shares how she's leading herself and her approach to making very hard business decisions. She also shares how she is leading herself and how she approaches making very hard business decisions. Before you tune in, please sign up for our weekly newsletter, Maverick Talk, via hospitalitymavericks.com. In the newsletter, you'll find more insights into what Maverick leaders know and do, and you will always catch the latest episode. If you like today's conversation, it would mean a world to me if you could leave a review of the show on our website, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Enjoy today's conversation. As many out there probably listening in like myself has been setting goals and ideas about how I improve my health and food has a huge impact I believe and also today's guests believe that food has a huge impact on how we do as an individual so what you put in you get out I normally say. Uh, and then also it has an impact on you know how I feel when I go out and I have to buy food in a restaurant. Can I actually get something that fits with my ideal about the new identity I created around health in 2023? And then we also gonna be talking about what can you actually do as a food service operator, if it's restaurant, catering and so on, actually to actually be part of actually optimizing people's health through nutrition, but also actually educating people a bit more about what they eat through their food. But I'm not the expert on this. Uh, I have just set the scene to welcome Ludovica to talk about that because she has a, a background that really, really carries a lot of weight into this, but also she is building a platform that can help food service operators do this better. So welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here, and an honor considering uh, the um, interviews you have done uh, in the past. So, thank you for having me.
0: Uh, it's lovely to have you here. So, so for people that hasn't heard about you and reveal my food, could you just talk a bit about like what have your story been into? Actually, trying to create something that can help with nutrition, and uh, and also. Uh, how you actually got to that you needed to create a platform that can help, you know, operators doing this?
1: Absolutely. So um, I um, created Ruby on My Food uh, as uh, a... logical outcome of my experience. Um, um, I'm a public health nutritionist. I've been working for almost a decade with the government to implement intervention uh, for uh, obesity prevention. And on the other side, um, my mom suffered from uh, food allergies and uh, uh, cherry on top. My granddad was a head chef. So I always look at the hospitality sector as a force that can really help us to achieve our uh, optimal health. And I believe there is nothing better than sitting around a table and uh, tasting the creation of a chef. Um, So I created a review of my food, uh, which is... um, Uh, um, software for the hospitality sector uh, that aims uh, to unlock the the true potential of the dishes that restaurants serve to people, Uh, meaning that uh, we analyze their recipes and their ingredients uh, and uh, we um, describe to restaurants first uh, what is the profile around allergens, nutritional value, ingredients, lifestyles, and elf claims. And then we empower them, we provide them with a digital menu that can help them to showcase to their diners what is the option that is the most suitable one for the identity, as you mentioned, that they created in 2023, their elf goal dietary the, the needs and the necessities uh, that are you know personal to all of us
0: and what have you learned on on that journey that you know is that actually is that actually a thing there is a is a need for out there it's like you know are people actually looking for you know when they go to a restaurant that they actually they can actually continue eating their way because we i think we all think that we're talking about diets here, but you're not talking about diet. You're actually talking about a way of eating to actually have an optimal life, energy, health, and so on.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, so um, I think restaurants, first of all, need to understand uh, how much has changed the demand for this information. Um, and so this question is very relevant. Um, Around 60% of the population search for specific allergens, nutritional ingredients information, either for themselves or somebody else in the population, uh, in their family. Therefore, you can imagine the demand that is in the market for information around the true value of dishes. And to give you also um, a perspective on how starved this demand is, uh, um, I would like you to imagine uh, your process to find any information when searching for a restaurant. You Google and uh, you land either on a delivery platform or a recommendation system and the only information available are a PDF menu. And understandably, a PDF menu cannot hold all the great qualities of the dishes offered by restaurants. So often in time, no allergens information, no nutritional information, and not uh, lifestyle or health claims either. So people are looking for this information where when they are searching for a restaurant um, approximately 20, 20 times a week. So it's a quite... Uh, an important volume and what happened is that uh, they are won by big food chains and lost by independent restaurants and the cost is very high because we are seeing that restaurants are struggling so perhaps looking at the demand in terms of 60 uh, percent of the population is looking for this information um, could give an idea for restaurants on the opportunity that transparency holds for their businesses and profits.
0: And, and I guess they can be looking for, for different things, but like, like a very obvious example, could you give like an example so it become really concrete, like a diner, tell the story of a diner choosing a restaurant?
1: So um, I can tell you the story of my mom. Uh, my mom suffered from uh, severe food allergies for season eight. And uh, it's something that uh, it's very common in the sense that, uh, you know, your bread or any sauce uh, can contain sesame. So what she does is she starts looking for information, approximately two hours uh, to find an option. And then restaurant in, restaurant out, uh, there is usually no information around what ingredients are in the dish. And so it's very hard for her to find any information. So what she often does is um, she goes for the simplest cuisine, the simplest option. Um, And often in time is the choice uh, end up being a big chain uh, because if you call the staff, answer your question because they have been trained. Um, so this is one example another example could be um, a person that uh, um, is diabetic and so for them accessing the ingredients uh, inside a dish means that uh, uh, they can understand what level of insulin they need after the meal and this really really drives their um, final decision on the restaurant Uh, because uh, if it's not correctly regulated, it means that they are going to be unwell afterwards. Um, But I want also to give you an example of a group of friends that is going out. Because when we think about a dietary requirements, often in time, we think about an individual. But usually we go out with friends and family. So it's the individual with the dietary requirement that drive the choice. So if you are in a group, uh, based on the current statistic, let's say a group of five people, at least two people will have specific dietary requirements. And it can be a food allergy, or it can be a lifestyle, or it can be an health condition. So they need to exclude certain ingredients for uh, their um, syndrome or their uh, diabetes and so on and so forth. So, for a restaurant, uh, having this information accessible when the diner is searching for an option means that that group is going to sit at their table and not at a big chain one. And it also means that effectively these diners will be very satisfied because now they have an option an easy option, I would add, that otherwise it would take them two hours to be found. So it is very impactful.
0: Can you talk a bit about, uh, Ludo, how the, the, the platform actually helps with that? So how it actually helps you find the restaurant and what actually, you know, the whole idea and how the mechanics works from your experience, both from a nutrition point of view, but also from a, a business model point of view for the restaurant.
1: As, uh, um, as emerged by my answer, the main problem right now is that uh, restaurant's uh, uh, offer um, is not put in front of the right audience. And in the first place, restaurants cannot understand or communicate fully uh, what is their offer. Um, so uh, what review My Food does for restaurants restaurant um, is... Um, Firstly, we analyze uh, all their recipes um, and ingredients for allergens, nutritional value, health claims and lifestyle. So immediately we expand the options for diners by up to 80% without changing uh, what the restaurant is doing by simply analyzing and having a data-driven approach. And next, we give to the restaurant the bespoke and digital menu that can go on the web page of the restaurant. And uh, our AI optimizes the information in order to position the restaurants to rank higher on Google searches. So if we go back to the example of my mom searching for sesame-free options uh, on uh, restaurants menus, all the restaurants uh, Um, use our platform will rank into this search and therefore will be um, now available for my mom or anybody else with a sesame allergy and therefore we drive more traffic towards the webpage of the restaurants based on the offer they have.
0: I guess that both party wins here yeah, that's what you're saying that the, the diner gets very happy about that I didn't spend two to three hours just finding a restaurant because them almost feel like you're spending more time finding the restaurant or you, then you're actually gonna spend in the restaurant um so like for me time is cr- very critical and you're absolutely right because over Christmas we were we were traveling and then we were out with some family and friends one day we were eight and uh, because we had had a conversation before christmas i was like for the hat actually when we come to it like some kind of request if it was health reasons or um, just because they want to be conscious about something they didn't want to put in their gut there was actually somebody that was really much didn't want to put specific things in their gut because they were focusing on improving their gut health um it became very interesting as i was looking at that because i never actually thought about it in the same way and thought like we actually went through quite a lot of options before something was found back and forward on WhatsApp um, to everybody say, okay, we can go there, that, that, that everybody can get something there, you know, but that's what's like trying also to build a menu together from starters to desserts. So um I think you you you're definitely spot on with the sixty percent is probably not wrong in any kind of way from my own experience. That's one example out of many, but I think we will all think about it. We all in those situations when we have to go and do that. So what what is it that you wanna achieve with reveal my food? What is like the mission? What is like what is that you are going to change then in that perspective because you're going to definitely help some people finding the right restaurants to go and eat at and generate some some income. But what is like the big goal for you in all this?
1: So, as a vision for Revian My Food, we want to make the food environment more inclusive, safer, and healthier for everybody. Um, and as you were mentioning before, we have created our Uh, product with having in mind that uh, we want both stakeholders, restaurants and diners to win, to be satisfied and um, so um, by achieving a food environment that is more inclusive, safer and healthier, we know that we can empower restaurants to be a force for good, um, to um, help people to be healthier and live longer and drive more traffic Um, and on the other side obviously as you mentioned for your example we cater for a demand that is ever evolving we help diners uh, to feel seen in their own needs and preferences which gives obviously to the hospitality sector a great asset to be ready for any challenge that they're gonna to need to face
0: I guess also one of the things that's becoming more evident is that also people are getting in general, especially the people that can go out afford to go out and dine often again more and more aware about food its quality and the impact it has on your health your life the impact it has on the planet and so on is that also something that you see here is important for for these diners if you if you should be listening to your to all your audience as an operator
1: absolutely it's fundamental um just to give you an example so when we look at the hospitality sector we think that this is only um what we consider for pleasure, so you know, leisure. I want to go out and is uh, once a month and etc. But effectively, we have sixty percent of the population that eats out every single day, and thirty six percent that eats out multiple times a week. Um, and what has shifted is the value that we attribute to the food that we consume. Um, As you mentioned, we are more conscious that uh, what we eat, uh, what we put in is what we get out. Um, And restaurants can definitely help us uh, to improve our health because the quality of the ingredients that are sourced, um, the uh, seasonality that is followed, the variety that we can get out of uh, different restaurants offer is incredible uh, incredibly valuable for our elf, But what is missing is the communication. And so while diners are looking for this information, because they understand the true power of good food, restaurants, uh, I believe, are still looking at the food that they provide as pure pleasure and not as a service.
0: But it's interesting as well if you think about, you know you say 30 was 36 or 37% you said eat out multiple times that also means it's it's not it's not always a treat it's also because that's way how I work that's where i need to i can't bring food from home i can't store it so i'm actually still want to maintain a similar good way of eating and consuming food as i would have done in my own home but i just can't bring food with me. I don't have the time for it. That's a really a big opportunity with them, especially in the, in the whole takeaway to go market.
1: It creates also a bridge between uh, the restaurant offer and the understanding the restaurants have around the demand. Uh, because again, we, we bring back the concept of values. Um, if the restaurant's, can understand the values of their audience, uh, then it will be easier to understand that what they're offering is an opportunity for them to feel healthier, to be healthier, uh, to perform better in the workplace uh, or at whatever they are doing. And actually, the research gives us very, very good data. By improving the quality of our meals, uh, we have 56%... uh, chance of preventing long-term health um, conditions. And uh, this is a very impactful data because it's the health of all of us, you know? Um, And on the other side, by improving the quality of our nutrition, we can improve our productivity by 15%. Now, I don't know about you, But for me, improving my performance uh, by 15% means that uh, I can run um, my business uh, better. I can uh, serve my clients better. And therefore restaurants can look at what they can do for their audience uh, as a service to make them more uh, productive, healthier and happier. I would also add.
0: Yeah, and that is super interesting because you think about food that is consumed in the workplace as well, where the employer has an impact on what's actually served on the menu. understand the the impact that menu does from a nutritional point of view. They can now start looking at concrete things if you build it on that stuff, is study that will be... Very interesting, probably for for people to 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 get access to. We can talk about that afterwards, or where they can find more about that. Because like what we all are trying to do is, you say spot on, is that we all want to be get more out of the time we have, the more out of ourselves. Um, and actually, the you know after sleep, food is my biggest focus um, for my my own productivity as well. Doesn't mean I always get it right, but I know what I need to do to go right, and I actually know also. It's funny, as you said, it's like there's some people that has health condition, but also I found out there's things that actually my gut doesn't deal with very well. So I love red wine, but I get too much of it. My gut doesn't really deal well with it. So I actually need to be aware if I do, want to, because my gut goes on overwork and then my brain capacity yes. falls down. And that's, that's the only thing I have. It's my brain in principle and everything I do. And that needs to be, well also i don't exercise just to be fit i exercise to be you know have a good mental health um this is so interesting when you start talking about performance on the individual level just for for the, the the customer actually you as a brand think about how i'm going to impact the my customer's performance when they're eating with me
1: Just to add uh, on what you just said uh, um, around your uh, gut health, this is a perfect example for that restaurants should really pay attention and so caterers and so workplaces and schools and hospitals is how we shift our perception of what sits well with us and what doesn't so now if you are looking for a restaurant and and uh, you know that you are uh, you know Uh, looking to have a mindful consumption of wine uh, but you want the highest quality so if you find a restaurant that provides you on the menu with that choice and characterize the choice for you know these are organic grapes are um, local or um, they have specific um, spice um, blend and etc what the restaurant is selling you it's something that suits your new need. And people are starting to look for these type of values, this, this type of information. We are, fortunately, at the verge of understanding that nutrition is personalized nutrition. And our needs are unique. And so what Review My Food wants to do is to help restaurants to... Provide an offer that can be personalized because the information are available to the diner to choose from to understand what they are getting into their body and therefore why they are paying what they are paying for these very um, valuable good ingredients.
0: Yeah, uh, it is super, super interesting and I, I, I think definitely as people listening out there they probably already have requests from people when they come in, they can't answer and so on. And you also take all that stress away from your people because suddenly you get your knowledge sharing put in one place. Because I can remember the first time I was asked about allergens. I didn't even know what allergen was. When I was 15 years old in a a McDonald's restaurant, Uh, I had to go and find my manager. And then there was like this thing we pulled out with whatever it was in.
1: How many years have you been working in this industry?
0: So, uh, when I was 15, I'd worked there for probably a couple of years because I already worked at my mom and dad's restaurant. So, yeah. But that's, as you can see with the gray hair, it's some years (laughs) ago now. We talked the
1: 90s. (laughs) The situation is exactly the same. So, if anybody asks them, um, uh, obviously this is. Um, general general answer, but seventy two percent of restaurants uh, don't have uh, updated information, allergens information, um, and we are in twenty twenty three. So we really need to address these, uh, and uh, um, it needs to change. Yeah,
0: because there's also been some some very serious situations with uh, where people got very ill in restaurants and even you know got into hospitals because yeah the restaurant not because they were a bad mind but didn't really know because the information was not there anywhere there was just that one ingredient that set the whole thing on fire sesame is a, is a very good example of that um so so what well, if we just zoom out a bit and go and look at, uh, at an industry right now um, that you are working together with. What is typical the the partners, clients you are taking on board? You know what, what 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 typical type of restaurants are they? What what kind of service do they deliver?
1: So in terms of restaurants, uh, we are open to restaurants of any size because uh, we have seen that uh, the underline. Um, Stable condition in the majority of restaurants is that they are lacking visibility of their processes And so reveal my food brings that visibility back into the picture and gives it uh, um, extra value Um To be more specific, uh, uh, we are uh, at the moment collaborating with uh, restaurants that have a few venues um, that are looking to um, expand uh, their offer and be more competitive uh, uh, in the market by showing their uniqueness. And so all the effort that goes into uh, choosing specific uh, uh, ingredients or developing a specific menu is now highlighted and communicated correctly because we analyze the information for them and we help them to communicate that Um, on the um, so we look with we we work with restaurants but we have also worked very effectively uh, with uh, um, some associations uh, like the NFFF, uh, which is the National Federation of uh, Fish and Fryers. And we're helping the uh, fish and ships uh, um, industry uh, to really look at the quality of the products that they get and how to communicate the fact that uh, by being focused uh, towards um, um, one menu, they can effectively uh, still serve a very wide audience uh, looking for uh, sustainably fished um, uh, fish uh, or for, um, you know, a smaller portion or different portions depending on uh, what is the menu characterization. And um, and now we are looking to... um, offer this visibility and transparency also to uh, food caterers uh, that are supplying workspaces uh, or um, canteens uh, uh, in different locations.
0: Mm, Super, super interesting. So it's actually spreading into different areas of the the hospitality and food sector. Um, What what, uh, do you see then? Because like... Loads of things is going on in the moment and, you know, what, what do you see as the, you know, the significant challenges for, for the industry? You already mentioned a bit like right now it's important to, as definitely as an independent restaurant, to be able to grow your revenue as well. That was one of the things you said before, but other things that like come in, where, where do you, what do you see as you are in conversation with the sector?
1: I think it's the connection with their diners And uh, uh, I know that uh, uh, many of my colleagues will mention um, when asked this question, the problem is uh, uh, the employment crisis. Uh, But I think that is a result uh, of other problems that uh, the hospitality sector needs to face. And one of the uh, main ones is... uh, being able to listen to the feedback of their clients, reach the clients where they are. Um, If we look at uh, the market that we're facing, um, the goal is to retain a loyal customer, um, drive more footfall and more traffic towards the venues and therefore increase or maintain revenue. But in order to do so, what restaurants need to understand is that they need to start asking questions to their diners. What did you enjoy? Was it good? Um, What would you like to see more? Um, How did you find us? And uh, uh, why did you came? Is that because we have a specific offer? Um, Is because of what is on our menu? Is because of the information that we share? By creating this connection um, and it can be done especially especially through digital channels, restaurants can effectively find the right channel to find new diners and therefore increase footfall and therefore save their revenues. But everything needs to start from my perspective with the question of how do we understand what our diners want? Or liked from us.
0: Have you have any experience of, you know, somebody that's really good at that and what was the, you know, the effect of that?
1: Yes. Um, I had uh, the immense uh, lack of working with uh, um, Sam Lee from uh, the temper restaurants and uh, her uh, marketing strategy uh, to promote temper restaurants, and especially um, the new opening shortage, has been incredible. Um, they design all their marketing strategy to really understand what diners were looking for. And um, they find out uh, that uh, which uh, were their best-selling items and why they were the best-selling items. And they understood that uh, the atmosphere, the kindness of the staff, uh, the attention that was given to every single diner was the key for their diners to not only come back, but suggest these restaurants to other diners. Um, so if you have uh, restaurants with a few venues and you're looking for an inspiration, I would highly suggest to check their um, Instagram account uh, uh, and their social media strategy, their web pages, they're promoting, events, uh, they're looking to uh, engage with people. And they always ask. I saw myself, uh, (laughs) Sam, um, asking to clients, hey, did you enjoy that? Was it good? Uh, What did you like? And creating this relationship uh, with uh, um, your audience uh, means that they feel seen, they feel important. They're coming back for sure. And so you're saving your restaurants
0: Great, great, great. It will be good, good to have a look at them. I will. I have actually looked at them from our previous conversation, and you're just spot on. That's definitely something very robust in social media. You can see how they actually, with communicating with the diner, and actually another one I know that is very good of that thing about building the bridge to their community and actually asking the community where to open the next restaurant is a great example, Is Mowgli's. Um, Nisha Katoner and her way of running their social media, but also how they are present in each town then, and how they actually are local business within each town and participate in the community. And that's how they know what their diners want and how they build this special community relationship with them. you, you, you launched a business in in a in a time where you know there has been i want to take the light and put a bit on you now like in the, in the you know in the, in the pandemic over the pandemic you've probably been on the journey for longer but you're now also you're launching into the, the toughest time in in the, in the industry what has been like your most significant learning as a human and now business leader in the last two years we all take something away that's my feel when i ask people on the podcast when i meet people uh i i I talk with is like we all have different ways where we actually have shifted something in our head, and I think we always do, but it's, it feels a bit more significant in this ta- part of time.
1: i I love this question frankly, um, because uh, I saw myself evolving um, as from being a nutritionist and to being um the leader in my company, awfully. My team will uh, see me as a leader, awfully. Um, so what I learned, um, the best lesson that I learned is that my team is my tribe. Um, I always believed in allyship. That's one of the value that I bring in Reveal My Food and is the way in which I treat my clients because they are allies, they are partner, and I want them to succeed. Um, but looking inwardly and looking at my team, I, I see uh, in, in my team, my, my tribe. And as a leader, what I learned is that uh, today they are working for on My Food. Uh, every day we work together. But maybe in 10 years, I'm going to be the one working for them. And so the most impactful thing that we need to learn is that if we learn how to work with our team uh, that we know. That somewhere in the world, that it will always be a person, we can do something together.
0: And uh, I, th- I thought something else you said in between those lines, and you've probably been thinking the same. It's also about, you know, sometimes it's the ego in the way and you forget that you are not always the leader. Because when I think back in my time, I've not always been the leader. I've actually been the leader, then maybe you had another role, and actually think quite, quite funny... Uh, you know, we can actually also come in a situation. Um, with an uh, a mentor of mine said to me actually, then he when he decided that he didn't want to be the MD CEO anymore. I've done that. Um, he's he actually had to work with the whole identity as well about you know how do you then accept that you don't have the final word, but actually you can still contribute at the same level. Um, uh, so it's actually the ego you need to get it out of the way. In everything you do, because ego is the thing that often gets in the way from us in in many things.
1: I agree. I agree. And um, I think if we, for me, um, when I look at the um, ego aspect of the role is I try to surround myself with people that believe in my same mission. So I'm, uh, you know, in charge of a certain role of the business, but I know that everybody else in the team is aware that they are in charge of that role. And and I want them to feel that uh, we're all part of this mission. And it is very important for them to understand that they have the capacity, power and also responsibility to make an impact uh, and make what they're doing, having an impact as well.
0: What about um, on that journey, becoming your own business owner? um, One of the things I've been faced with during time is like making hard decisions and loads of them. And how do you make uh, hard decisions? Because I believe we go into a year. So this is a question I will probably start asking more guests if you're listening into this, you will probably hit that question, because I think it's going to be a year of hard decisions. Um, how do you make hard decisions? Because we all have like this approach and algorithm we have created over years. There's something we've got, there's something with, you know, some steps we take, But but how do you do it, Ludo?
1: so firstly i agree with you um we're gonna definitely get stronger after this uh, this year i think um, uh, we will have a uh, hard decision to make and we need to be ready so the first thing that i do when i'm faced uh, with a difficult decision or an our decision is to check how i feel um, because when making those decisions you want to be sharp you want to be present you want to be focused The second thing that I do is to try to get to the root cause that get me in front of this, our decision. Uh, Because usually there is where he lays uh, the answer to my um, decision process. Um, Because if I know what caused that, uh, that I know if it is uh, something that I can solve or it's something that I need completely to Sneep out uh, and start again. And the last beat when then sharing my decision upon this uh, um, thing that I need to decide about is how will this impact me in five years? Meaning, if today I make this decision and I make this decision and I try to be as respectful as possible, what will be the outcome in five years? Um, and therefore i can first of all frame how this art decision right now feels like a mountain but it might just be a tiny rock that i need to move away from my path and this really makes me feel um, empowered and i have done my due diligence in a way and i know that what i'm choosing might not be perfect but is a decision I'm trying to make with all the best um, willingness and um, at the best of my knowledge as well.
0: I, I love the, the, the whole thing that you're saying exactly about you have a process to ensure that you don't, in principle, react with God, but actually you make the, 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 the right due diligence and actually think about the outcome um, it could happen in five years that means also how it does use also said something about how it impacts others the decision you you, you take and i think like making hard decision exactly the i i agree with you actually getting to the root cause why you feel like you feel or you have a, a notion of why something is not right is exactly the hard bit you know getting clarity in your head and and, and getting what do you do actually get to the, the root cause? Do you ask yourself why, 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 why? That's like the normal root cause analysis. Or do you actually just sit down, write on a piece of paper, empty your head, or do you go for a run? Whatever do you do to actually get, get to the clarity of why it actually is, it's a hard decision.
1: So I actually don't ask why, but I ask how, uh, because why to me is always feel very, um, uh, derogatory there is always kind of uh, an idea of who 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 did that why why and he said how means that i can assess uh, the process that got us there uh, but also um one thing that i learned uh, the our way i would say um is uh, that when you are facing an R decision usually we feel pressure to have an answer immediately And I think this is the greatest uh, misleading um, information or, uh, yeah, information that we associate with making our decision. If it is an art decision, it needs a process to reach a great answer. Um, And and so um, I, I really try to take a step back now how I do that Uh, usually I make a coffee which I as a nutritionist uh, is not ideal but um I um there is something very um grounding for me to hear the cafeteria um getting ready and and my coffee getting ready um so when i need to pose them i i make coffee i make a coffee i sit down and i smell the aroma i sip my coffee and i stay in this moment for five ten minutes um there is no lion in the room. I can take those 10 minutes. Uh, I calm myself down and then I start uh, the process of finding what led us to having to face this, our decision. Let me also add, (laughs) it's never perfect, okay? Um, I'm human, so there are moments in which uh, I feel there is a lion that is about to jump uh, on me. but I learned that as a leader, I as as a uh, owner of review my food and the director, I'm the one deciding, and uh, yeah, the emotional well-being of my team, and it's a huge responsibility. And so I need to pose and be able to ground myself when faced uh, by hard decision.
0: Yeah, that actually leads me very well into the, the next question I wanted to ask you before we, we finish up. Like, how how do you keep yourself pro? How do you show up as a business owner and leader in the best possible version every day? And we all know there's not perfect. Some days we are just not hundred percent, or maybe we are fifty percent, maybe we eighty percent. Yeah.
1: I think it goes back to what I learned uh, running my own business, which is my team is my tribe. Um, so I try my best to show up uh, seventy five to yeah seventy five percent of the time as the best version of myself. Then I know though that I'm allowed to have. Uh, that 30% of uh, myself being like, oh, my God, today I'm, I'm super rocky. Stay away from me. I, I'm not the person to go and have a meeting with. Uh, but I know that my team can pick up on those days and can help me to still be uh, a good version of myself. So I guess uh, I show up every day trying to empower my team to know how to work together and therefore to be the best version as a whole.
0: I love that. Very honest as well um, because uh, probably around the 60-70% is probably right during the year that's where you play your best game um if and and that's if you really put effort in that's my my own experience as well so what what is your uh, like top advice to other leaders out there that's also building like you a business as a force for good you want to improve public health but like what is like your top advice to to leaders that want on a similar mission with their business
1: i believe that every business should ever be a, a mission I believe every business should have a mission. Um, It doesn't matter if, uh, uh, it doesn't matter the sector. Uh, You can be the one running a small coffee shop. You can be the one running a deep AI uh, tech venture. Uh, You can be in biotech. It doesn't matter the sector. It matters if you are aware of the mission that you're pursuing. And I'm going to explain you just why the mission is so important. When you are, I believe, that when you are in the position of running a business, you need to be aware of the people that you will impact. And so having a mission and having the mission of improving the society around you, your clients, the people around you, means that you will run your business as a force for good. Because what you want to achieve is to improve in some way the life of somebody else. So my suggestion, what I learned, what I truly believe is if you are running a business, if you are thinking about running a business, find your mission. It's not the same thing of a goal. Find your mission. The goal will derive.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, goal, I know normally go, goal gives you purpose every day to do the mission.
1: Yes. That's yes, how I see it. I yeah. agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah um great that's a great 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 yeah because like the purpose and direction as i call as well is so important when especially coming back to when you have to make hard decisions it's also something i check it check in with is that actually alignment with my purpose and and mission for 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 life and business and how i want to do things what is the one question do you have wished i asked you and uh, what is it and how would you have answered
1: so i wish you asked me um, where food businesses uh, can start uh, to make their information more available. And uh, the answer is uh, um, they need to look at their uh, inventory and their recipes. Start from the bottom And uh, uh, there are plenty of resources uh, available uh, in terms of, um, you know, start from an Excel file, very simple. Log in all your ingredients, all their allergens, uh, and uh, all their nutrition information. Understand what is the value that you are serving your clients. Um, And then Based on that, it's going to be so much easier to understand uh, how to connect with your diners, because now you know what you're offering.
0: Great, 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 great uh, question, but also so answers actually. So the, the, uh, the answer to many of this actually lies in what they already have. That's where you start with the plate, the plates of food you're serving and the meals you're providing to your guests. Where can people find out more about you? Reveal my food and how do they connect with you and all that? Yes.
1: So we have a web page, uh, which is our. Um main point of contact um, and is uh, revealmyfood.com. You're going to find also um, an email which is hello at uh, uh, revealmyfood.com. We usually answer um, within a couple of hours and uh, it will be very um, good to welcome new uh, questions and new people into the platform. So, um, if you're interested to know what is your uh, offer, if you're interested to know what is reveal my food offer, uh, reach out um, at uh, our webpage.
0: Great, great, great. Thank you so much for for coming on the show. Uh, I was really looking forward to this conversation, especially around the whole nutrition bit. I think it's a great business opportunity, but also like a responsibility we have uh, as serving people food on plates, they food they don't get on well off. So so thank you for taking the time. I send you and the the team power and energy to to continue this journey of improving the, the public health
1: thank you so much
0: i really appreciate that you're listening in so if you enjoyed today's conversation please share with others rate or give a review or subscribe to one of our channels which all can be done via the website hospitalitymavericks.com i believe that reading the right books is key to become a better leader so i've helped you with a curated list of some of the best books to improve yourself others and the organization Find them on hospitalitymavericks.com. A big thank you to BizSimply for supporting us, bringing great insights, strategies, and tools to help leaders to become better every day. Check them out at bizsimply.com or on their socials at BizSimply or BizSimplyHQ. You can also email them directly at podcast at Thank you to Fina Charlson, who is the show producer from the Podcast Collective. If you have any ideas and feedback for the show or other thoughts, reach out to me via LinkedIn or via my email, michael at hospitalitymavericks.com. I'm Michael Tinker, and you've been listening to the Hospitality Maverick podcast show. Be maverick.